murder as a crime is like really kind of last year. Welcome to season six where we're phoning it in. You don't think critically and then put a Pop-Tart into your body. I am highly caffeinated and minorly concussed. Aruga, aruga. What came first, the love sack or the gravity gun? It's my turn to do a sin with Sonic. This is for the freaks. <laughs> Too much piss. That's the kind of bad decisions we like to hear about. Let me a sleepy ass bat. How much shrimp can you fit in your mortal body? You told me you guys would be cool. That's season six intro material right there. Hello and welcome to season six of Debate This, the show where no one is right, but this is the wrong notes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking no got one him. No is right, but these notes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking got him, the last set of notes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Debate This. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how it actually took me owning an air fryer for me to realize I used to watch Chef Tony hawk these bad boys for three hours at a time on Saturday afternoon for four easy payments of $39.99. <laughs> that might just be a you thing. These things were on infomercials in the 90s, and I used to watch infomercials as, like, entertainment. I loved watching the demos. Oh, so you didn't have cable. Mm. I didn't have cable. This was before there cable, it yes. Got it. Oh, Kyle, what okay. are you currently air frying? Um, anything and everything. I, can, um, I, <laughs> I made eggs dreams. this morning. I was flipping through like the recipe book and it said like, you can cook a whole chicken in 18 minutes. And that like Horseshit. awakened something in the back of my mind is like, I've heard that before. And then it all like all these infomercial flash oh. and flashbacks came flooding back to me. Hmm. That feels like the same energy as the people that are like, you can deep fry a turkey. It's not hard and your house won't catch on fire. <laughs> right. Like, it's got that yeah. same kind of energy to me. Mm hmm. It sure does. Well, guys, this is season six of Debate This, and we we are all making some changes in this season. Oh, yeah. um, and here's my here's my change. True crime is more popular than ever. <laughs> and now that we have a taste of corporate sponsorship, I have become accustomed to this more elevated lifestyle and won't feel complete until the void in my life is filled with material goods. So I am changing Debate This into a true crime podcast. But like every true crime podcast, we need our own spin on it. So today, we are going to talk about real crimes and unsolved mysteries within the world of video games. Today, I'm hearing pitches from Matt Cole Phillips Cole, Andrew Nick Valentine Henderson, and Todd John Blacksad Thomas for our first killer season that is going to draw in a ton of listeners, shill some foam top mattresses to them, and get them listening long enough that we become a part of their weekly routine so we can let the quality of our research slip without that big of a drop-off. Okay, I have two things. <laughs> <laughs> One, those names are rad. Great. No no notes. They are all video game detectives. I knew Nick Valentine. Sounds right. That's oh, the only one I didn't I know any of those. I didn't cool. either. Well, you see, Nick Valentine is from your favorite series, Fallout, Matt. Oh. Gotcha. Yep. It's been a long time since I injected that lore into my head. It's been replaced with other things. The only video game detective I know is the guy in Heavy Rain that wears the <laughs> VR headset. <laughs> I specifically did not put v yeah. uh, Heavy Rain in there. Yeah. Point two, it, this honestly feels very fitting because if you didn't know anything about our show, you would think we were a legal show anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if this good. is your first episode of Debate This, we are a legal show transitioning yeah. into true crime. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just trying to find our feet. 
you know? Yep. Yep. Just really trying to get out there. Season six. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. To... This this was prompted. Um, I guess iHeart is launching their own subscription mm. level of just true crime shows. Ugh. Like it's like really true crime plus by iHeart is a new like mm. level of subscription you can subscribe to iHeart. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. So, so did I. <laughs> I did subscribe to a like premium podcast feed for like a different thing like it's so stupid it's stupid that podcasts have battle passes i'm pissed speaking of battle passes for podcasts please go to patreon.com slash debate this cast that's good where you can commission your own episodes join our discord and um get extra content yeah we're actually we're running a special you get a free goku skin for every text that you commission this month yes uh we will totally send those out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't think we're gonna send those out yeah i don't is it like a real life Goku skin or like it's a, Goku's skin? I think we should skin. record Goku's <laughs> now actual skin. <laughs> okay, guys. So tell me your pitch for the first season of True Crime Debate This. We are talking an entire season. We will be covering this specific true crime issue. So please tell me your story that will take up an entire season of podcasting. So we only have to research once. Yeah, Kyle, when it comes to true crime, I think that we now can advance past the unsolved murder. I think that murder as a crime <laughs> is like really kind of boring. Last year. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, passe. They're dead. What are you going to do? So I think it's time for us to advance the genre of true crime forward and start talking about organized crime, white collar mob <laughs> boss level organized crime. This is my favorite flavor of Matt argument. It is the same energy as Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and here's right. why. It's let me answer your let me answer your answer with a non-answer and tell you how it isn't in fact the best answer. Well, you wanted this. What you actually wanted was this. Yeah. Sometimes when I answer questions, it's like leaving on a hike and knowing where I'm trying to get to, not knowing how I'm going to get there. Anyway, we're going to advance the genre of true crime forward as we start to talk about organized crime. Kyle, we are all familiar with the ongoing existence of a fight club in this universe and that fight club is called super (laughs) smash brothers and that kyle is something we all know and we all know most of the people who fight in super smash brothers but kyle what we don't know is who is pulling the strings who is organizing these illegal fights between co-workers friends family members lovers relatives they are forcing Fights to happen, and Kyle, we here at DT exclamation point colon TC division, (laughs) true crime division, we are going to investigate who is behind the strings, who is organizing this shadowy fight club, and Kyle, I have great news. We know who it is, and you'll find out this season on Super Fight Club Brothers. 
Excellent. I realize what it is. Mm-hmm. What you did, Matt, is the <laughs> Michael Scott quote from The Office. The, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. It's that. That's yeah. what this was. Yep. Any questions? <laughs> I think he found it. I have a question. Why would we do an episode on a, a season on this if we know who it is, Matt? See, that's the thing, Kyle. We don't tell them who it is in the beginning. The season is us explaining to the listener how we found out who it is. Mm, okay. And then at mm-hmm. the very end, the finale, we tell them. I like They've that. been listening the whole time. Yeah. That we are the story. We, the investigators, are the main characters of this podcast. The listeners are hearing our discovery journey of what will be revealed in the final episode. Gotcha. It's like the QAnon doc. Yeah. Yes, it's mm. exactly like mm-hmm. the QAnon doc. Dangling a carrot mm-hmm. the whole time. Tickling their balls a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like that less, but okay. <laughs> it's different. I feel like there's, in the list of euphemisms, I feel like dangling a carrot and tickling the balls. There's a lot there's in a lot between. Of, there's yeah. a lot in between there, and I, mm-hmm. I just jumped right from one to the next. No time for messing around. This is my show. Yeah. No time for dangling carrots. <laughs> Andrew, what... Uh, season of true crime do you have for us the year was 2011 a thick cloud of fog rolled in over the sleepy town of Inaba and with it came a series of tragedies to which this backwater village would forever be inexorably linked the nightmare began one particularly foggy morning when a promising young tv reporter named Mayumi Yamano was found dead hanging upside down from a telephone pole Miss Yamano, a local celebrity who had grown to notoriety after an illicit affair between her and a politician married to a prolific folk singer had gone public, that's a long sentence, <laughs> had fled to Inaba to avoid the cameras and the paparazzi. She was last seen checking into a room at the historic Amagi Inn and then mysteriously disappeared to only later be found dead by a local high school student days later. The death of Mayumi Yamano was ultimately ruled by local Inaba to be a suicide, not to be brought on by the fallout of her affair going public. That was until the high school student who found her also wound up dead in the same way only a few weeks later. Coming soon from Wondery, in partnership with Atlas and DT Productions, comes Reach Out to the Truth, the story of how a group of spunky teens band together to solve a string of mysterious deaths through the power of friendship and summoning demons representing their individual quests for self-acceptance to fight against other demons in a magical TV dimension linked to the town's collective unconscious. I'm doing Persona 4. That's yeah. Persona 4. It's Persona 4. I don't care anything about Persona 4. I do have a problem and that problem is that I end my bit with a wondery joke, and I don't think we can both make wondery jokes. <laughs> well, I, no, I think, we're, I think we fine. all have room for wondery jokes today. Yeah, everybody gets wondery. Everybody <laughs> gets wondery. <laughs> this venture is co-sponsored by Wondery. You, I didn't reach out to them; it just happened. So we're we're fine. Yeah, that's it. That's Persona Four. I don't know what else do you want me to say, <laughs> Todd? I was just thinking how in Persona, when they go to the dream dimension or whatever it is mm-hmm. they do, they have really cool outfits, and it's kind of just like reboot. I mean, it isn't not reboot. <laughs> You're not that far off. It is right. a virtual world where they all like get cool, have cool costumes. 
Also, I named my show Reach Out to the Truth. You guys didn't appreciate that because mm. that's what the battle theme is called. I mm. knew that was a reference to something in yeah. Persona 4, but I know next to nothing about Persona 4. I know so two I songs from Persona. Is that one of the two? One of the freaks out there will get that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I assumed. Is like, I'll let, I'll let that be for... Yeah, it is in Smash Brothers. It's one mm. of the songs that they ported in okay. Smash Brothers. Great. Todd, pitch us your season. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Do the thing. A quiet town, complete with a town hall, general store, and farmer's market, nestled quietly on the edge of peaceful Rest Valley, Happy Happy Village hides a history that is in fact anything but happy, happy. (laughs) In the year 1990X, Happy Happy Village was home to the Happy Happy Cult, led by a man using the alias Mr. Carpenter who drew power from a golden statue that harnessed evil forces that he could not begin to fathom. This Wondery slash Gizmondo (laughs) short form series (laughs) titled The Manny Manny Problems of Happy Happy Valley draws attention back to the mysterious appearance and disappearance of the Happy Happy cult, its electrifying leader, its victims, and how the town found peace. The Happy Happy Cult and their religion known as Happy Happyism is just the beginning of this story. And just because a story may have an end doesn't mean that it's happy. Okay, here's what I like about this. Yeah? <laughs> because it's from Earthbound, is that it? Yes. One, mm-hmm. yes. Two, I really like that we all took, we, we are representing the three pillars yep. of true crime mm-hmm. here today. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We've got straight up murder. Mm-hmm. We've got cults. And we've got white collar crime, like the Theranos doc. And that's it. We've, we've, we've got them all. No one has like the medical malpractice of Dr. Ooh. Death, but yeah. it's yep. like it's, it's yeah. just like in the between. Well, we haven't done the super secret yet. So <laughs> I will sure. reveal at the end which one of those three is the one type of true crime I actually do like. But I won't <laughs> I won't uh, let it influence your answers. Kyle's a big white collar crime guy, just personally. Yeah. Not really for docs, just like just oh no, just doing committing, it. Just doing committing, committing, absolutely yeah. yes. My favorite type of crimes is white collar. That's why they call him Kyle. Commit tax fraud, Harper. <laughs> Those are the carrots that he chases. Yep. Kyle mm-hmm. likes white collar crime the way I like golf, which is I prefer to participate, but I don't enjoy watching. <laughs> <laughs> Circle what gets the this? square, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, guys. So, moving on, moving ahead. If we're being honest, most true crime stories could be summed up in about 30 minutes to an hour, but we need to fill out a whole season here because we only want to research the one time and we want to sell as much ad space as possible. So how are you going to stretch this story of one crime into about 12 hours of content? Matt. Yeah, Kyle. When it comes to the Fight Club, Known as Super Smash Brothers, every fighter's story starts with a letter. An unlabeled invitation to join a secret underground society. Who are these fighters? Why do they fight? Do these things have any indication as to who runs this fight club? No, but there are 89 of them, and we'll do an episode (laughs) talking with each one. (laughs) Kyle, listeners will come along the journey that we, the hosts, go on together, traveling across the country 
to locations seemingly involved with the white collar crime, but really are just places that we found on Reddit to stop and record with our audio recorder. <laughs> we will converse about the things we are finding out from these telling interviews as we are also just filing like the right paperwork to find out who runs the business because everybody knows that this happens. We will be doing that investigative work while telling the story of us crossing the country becoming, I don't want to say true crime influencers, but perhaps true crime influencers, <laughs> talking to these different and interesting people, all building up to the big reveal of the secret that we have known all along. But again, it's easy. Kyle, up front, episode one, in the trailer, in the preview, in that little episode zero that's on podcast these days. That's like 60 seconds of this is what you're going to get on this podcast. We're going to say, sure, and we know who it is, but we're not going to tell them. And they're going to keep coming back because every episode might be might be the one where we tell you it'll be episode 90, Kyle. <laughs> there are 89 <laughs> fighters. Episode 90. We tell you who it is. But who's to say that like somebody doesn't just like flag it on their podcast app and just download the last episode? Well, I mean. Who's going to flag something and then actually remember that they flagged it 90 weeks later? That is an excellent point. That is a good question. Do you remember the tabs that you have open on Chrome on your nope. phone right now? No. no. I sure don't. No, I certainly do not. And will I ever read those tabs? I certainly no, don't. Definitely. Matt was also implying that we would suggest next episode is the episode mm -hmm. where we reveal it mm -hmm. for 89 straight weeks in a row. I, I have a question. If Yeah, go ahead. If I could. Um, 89 episodes, one per fighter. There are, by a quick Google search, eight episodes that are just Pokemon. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's not to mention other non-verbal, let's say that, characters. I, I'm just curious if you could, for me, Matt, explain to me what like the Yoshi episode goes like. Yeah, absolutely. Todd, I don't know if you've ever listened to True Crime before, but has there ever been a podcast where they actually talk to all the people that you want them to talk to or all the people that they say they're going to try to talk to? We will, of course, do an episode for each fighter. We might not talk to that fighter. Sure. We might talk to people who know that fighter. We might talk to the guy who works at the bodega that that fighter <laughs> buys Doritos from, but we'll do right. an episode on that fighter. I also think that there's a version of this that is people being interviewed with voice like covers, you know, and, and so it's it's certainly like it's Wahoo. Pichu. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's what it is. Listening to you talk about how there's going to be 90 episodes of nothing kind of just elucidated me the fact that like I think true crime is just different Dragon Ball Z. Dude, yeah, that's why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> I, I, I like to I would like to pose two episodes that I think would be very interesting or maybe not interesting. Me fighter. <laughs> Who knows what that weird shit's going on? That guy's a freak. Well, it's a man on the oh, street. Well, well, man on the street. Speaking of that guy's a freak, the Bayonetta episode. <laughs> That guy's yeah, a freak. Yeah, that one's for the freaks. <laughs> yeah, that, one, that one's for the freaks. Listen, Todd, 
nothing sells true crime better than an episode that might be a little sexy. Like everybody, (laughs) it's not provocative murder porn for nothing. Like there's got to be a little sexy episode. Got to tickle their balls a little bit. All right. Like that less. I still like that less. I didn't want that. Can I talk now? Is it my turn yet? Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, go ahead. So, Kyle, you might think that the mystery behind Mayumi Yamano and Saki Kanishi, which is the high school student that found her later, you might think that the mystery behind their deaths is as simple as an unfortunate string of suicides or maybe an elaborate attempt by city council Mintaro Namatame to erase all traces of the affair. You might think that, but Kyle, the truth is much weirder. And conveniently set to unfold over the course of no less than eight hour long episodes, which includes a fake out suspect halfway through. So, Ooh, yeah, we like a good fake out. Mm-hmm. We love a good fake out, Kyle. Enter our main character who seemingly has nothing to do with any of these mysteries. Yu Narukami. Yu Narukami is a seemingly average high school student who moves from the big city to spend a year living with his uncle and cousin and to begin attending the local Yasugami High School. Now, there isn't much of a record of Narukami before he arrived in Inaba, and no one even knows why or how he got there in the first place. The only record of his life before arriving suggests that his parents worked long stretches abroad. Air quotes doing a lot of that heavy lifting. Regardless, Narukami quickly builds a sort of cult of personality among his fellow students. Shortly after enlisting, Narukami can be seen gallivanting the halls of Yasugami or loitering around the local Juness department store with his band of rebellious teens, including son of the Juness franchiser Yosuke Hanamura, heir to the historic Amagi in Yukiko Amagi, and the rambunctious martial arts fan and ne'er-do-well Chie Satanaka. Now, while this might seem like your everyday tale of bored teens solving a local mystery, you know how they do. <laughs> Can't stop those teens. <laughs> Can't stop those ding-dang teens. The story gets way stranger when Narukami and friends literally get sucked into a flat-screen TV that's located inside the department store and suddenly find themselves in a twisted mirror dimension crawling with shadow demons that is somehow linked to their own world in a supernatural <laughs> way that's unconfirmed. One by one, Kyle, the teens encounter scary shadow versions of themselves which require each of them to stand face-to-face with the darkest, most hidden parts of themselves in a metaphysical battle for self-discovery and acceptance. Now, it's not just one battle, right? It's got to happen over the course of weeks, and the group will navigate through these mind dungeons, if you will, (laughs) to find the source of of the problem at the center of the dungeon. Now, you might be asking, what does this have to do with a mystery? Well, Kyle, I'm going to tell you, just after we talk about the next five or so months, how Narukami's gang then subsequently extends to include ex-gang member Kanji Tatsumi, notorious teen detective Naoto Shirogane, and worldwide pop sensation Rize Kujikawa. Also, their group inc- may or may not include a horny shadow demon that wears an <laughs> empty bear mascot's uniform, kind of like Alphonse from Full Metal Alchemist, but it's just a weird mascot's uniform. He's there, and he call and he's he calls himself Teddy. Anyway, in order to identify and catch the real killer, this group of spunky teens is gonna have to one by one journey through each person's individual self discoveries and acceptance <laughs> at a time. Okay, and then fight the actual demon monster using the power of friendship and mind robots. Only then can they go and catch the real killer 
who also has a scary mind palace with mind robots that they all have to band together the power of friendship and fight. Now, I have a question for Andrew. Yes, stop. A Persona lore related question. <laughs> yep. I've only seen bits and pieces of Persona 5, and there is a lovable cat that is part mm-hmm. of the team. What you described seemed less good than a lovable <laughs> cat. Uh, at it's least different. different. At least different. It's different. Um, was that just a change between four and five that they're like, okay, maybe we went a little too pervy on four yeah, and we need to they, dial it They back. went a little too pervy on Teddy. <laughs> He's. <laughs> Morgana is universally a loved character. Morgana right, is the cat right. in five. Okay, Teddy no is not a universally loved character. <laughs> He's a four out of ten. They they slid the customization scales to the other direction. On, yeah, on five. Yeah, I got sure, yeah. sure. Andrew, my question. That it sounds like a very dense story. Yeah, eight episodes, eight one hour episodes. Well, you can cover in eight one hour episodes or. 80 to 120 hours of playtime, <laughs> depending on how deep you want to go. Okay. Okay. Maybe we can have some bonus episodes for mm-hmm. subscribers or something. Okay. I like that. Todd, tell us more about the Happy Happy Valley. Yeah. Uh, so the many, many problems of yes. Happy Happy Valley. So just full disclosure here, I have binged my share of Wondery podcasts, hence why I dropped Dr. Death, one of my favorite ones. So I am the self-insert for this. I am the person that they're like, we're gonna sucker this dude. You're in. getting into the thick of this. Yeah, research. this is this is this is me. This is this okay. is you, this is me telling you how they've always gotten me. The people that seek <laughs> these things out, it's me, can't get enough of dark stories with wild climaxes, and then there's always a big jaw-dropping cliffhanger. There's always a cliffhanger at the end of each episode. And so that is what I have to offer here with the many, many problems of Happy Happy Valley. And so with approximately 12 hours of content here, each episode is going to be about two hours, focusing on a different aspect of the rise and the fall of Happy Happyism. <laughs> and they're, they're going to feature just incredible cliffhangers before the outro kicks in. And so in a, the spirit of not spoiling the podcast... I want to describe to you just what the six episodes, their outro cliffhangers will be just to like give you a small taste, please. Just, yeah, just to give you a taste. So at episode one, the ending cliffhanger citizens recall seeing a man that night moving a large human sized crate into his house before picking up a phone to place an order for 200 blue masks, 200 robes and 200 gallons of blue paint. Okay, that's episode one. Episode two. (laughs) Our interview, conducted in a simple living room with the aroma of garlic heavy in the air, ended with the informant who identified themselves as Liar saying, selling that statue ended the voices in my head, and I suddenly knew it was someone else's problem now. Okay, so that's good. So episode three. That's good. That's good. The cult leader, known only as Mr. Carpainter, heard the voices loud and clear that he must kidnap a random child from the next town over and lock her in a convenient jail cell their town already had built because it was what the statue demanded of him. Okay, episode four. I love Earthbound. He, he, it's so stupid. Uh, I can't wait for the post-show. Episode four uh, of six. He knew that no one could possibly get past his 100-plus strong army of people who had covered their bodies head-to-toe in blue paint and agreed to stand in a very specific pattern to keep anyone from infiltrating his hideout. (laughs) Episode 5. His hideout infiltrated, the cult leader knew the small child, armed only with a baseball bat, 
could not withstand his godlike lightning powers. And then episode six, having been beaten by the small child who could withstand his godlike lightning powers, the cult disbanded as quick as they had seemingly appeared. But what became of the evil Manny Manny statue? It's textbook, Kyle. The secret to keeping people coming back just week by week or every other week, however we want to milk this. I don't know. The secret to keeping them coming back is 119 minutes of okay enough content with the occasional bit of drama that ends on a gripping high note. And that is what I'm giving you today in the many, many problems of Happy Happy Valley. All right. I forgot that it was called the many many statue and i do want to call out and give you props for that title that's very good it's a very yeah. good title now that i know the t- the statue yeah the, the statue is the evil manny manny statue it had a different name in like the the japanese version it was like mm-hmm. the the demon statue or like the the monsters the devil statue and then in the translation they're like oh we can't say that yep. let's just say evil it's a golden statue that looks like a devil that runs surprisingly way more through the earthbound storyline than i remember it doing <laughs> and that's once i scratched the surface i was like oh this is the whole thing but yeah uh many many problems of happy happy valley nice six episodes 119 minutes of Wild. good enough and one great ending minute you have provided a lot of supporting evidence for andrew's earlier claim that true crime is just dbz for a different <laughs> pretty sure a yes. different yes. set of yes. fans 119 minutes of powering up Yep. Yeah. Then one minute of Kamehameha. Like how unhinged, like if I got fired tomorrow, I think like <laughs> my unhinged project would be me a fake true crime documentary that's just the Frieza saga. <laughs> but you change you change the details yeah. enough that yeah. no one catches yeah. on until it until it's too late, until yeah. they're hooked. I like that. Anyway. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right. So we've generated enough buzz. Podcasts are cheap enough to produce. We have already been re- renewed for a second season. Damn. How are you going to follow up season one with a story that is similar in theme to f- the first, but ultimately not as narratively fulfilling? Matt. Well, Kyle, if there is anything that CSI crime scene investigation taught us in the early 2000s, it's that every good crime has a copycat. And someone is going to go out there and they're going to do that same crime again. The same rings true for video game based white collar crime. So <laughs> super fight club brothers. So you're, you're, what? you're counting on a copycat happening. Yeah. And then no, investigating a copycat that? has already happened. A copycat, oh, okay. Okay. If you would let me finish, Kyle. Okay. It's called Power Stone. So. Or whatever that shitty one that came out. <laughs> there's already been a copycat crime of this underground fight club. And you know what? There was media attention, Kyle, but it got buried and it's no longer in the common vernacular, but it's still going strong. And you know, some in the video game world would say it's still supported. It's still happening. It's called Mm -hmm. Nickelodeon's all-star brawl. (laughs) And we are going to have season two of Wondery Super Fight Club Brothers, Wondery's Nickelodeon's All-Star Fight Club, season two. Here's the thing. Season one hinged on the idea that we all know who the guy is at the beginning. And, and the lackluster part of season two is we don't know this guy yet. And we're like pretty sure we're going to figure it out. But we don't know. You'll have to listen along to find <laughs> out. <laughs> Tune in next week. Okay. Okay. 
you definitely got the theme of of a season two of a true crime podcast down for sure. I know I answered the question. Oh, nobody you, can you tell sure me I did. didn't. No. You, well, you, I'm over here trying to think of the other Super Smash Bros. spinoffs, yeah. and now I can only think of the Nickelodeon one. It's the only one that's stuck in my head right now. There is that one. Brawl Stars was the other one that I thought of. Uh, and Guacamelee. That's the other one. Guacamelee. Guacamelee was not a fighter. It was a uh, roguelike. Oh, no or, shit. No, it was a Metroidvania. Yeah, it's a really oh. good game, actually. You huh. should play it. You might like it. What do you, what do you know? Anyway. Andrew, pitch us season two. In April of 2016, a subway conductor operating a loaded subway train in Tokyo suddenly dropped dead while he was driving, causing a catastrophic crash that injured many of the 80 riders on that train. During the same week, a bus driver inexplicably drove a bus full of passengers onto the opposite lane of traffic. Both incidents reported the victim experiencing significant psychotic breaks seemingly out of nowhere. One month later, a high school gym teacher and coach to nationally recognized volleyball team suddenly resigned his position and, completely unprompted, admitted to years of sexual and emotional abuse of his students. Sugeru Kamoshida, formerly an Olympic athlete in his own right, publicly resigned his position at Shujin Academy because he had experienced a, quote, change of heart. Following his public resignation, Kamoshida offered himself up to the authorities. Could these inexplicable psychotic episodes actually be linked? If so, what kind of psychotic break would lead someone to abandon everything and suddenly admit to years of wrongdoing as if they'd suddenly grew a conscious overnight? And how does all of this fit in with a team of anarchist activists and influencers known only as the Phantom Thieves that may or may not be led by a ne'er-do-well high school student? <laughs> Find out on next season of Reach Out to the Truth, You'll never see it coming, colon, the many masks of Ray Amumia. It's Persona 5. I did Persona 5. <laughs> Persona 5, yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about Persona 5, but I could tell that was Persona 5. <laughs> Boom. I mean, for what it's worth, like, the concept of Persona 5 is cool. Yeah, that like, sounded they, way more oh, interesting yeah. than I expected. Right. I mean, that's just the plot of Persona 5. They're good games. I promise they're good games. Okay, they're well, weird, I won't but go they're that good far, games. But they, they, okay, you, well, they you infiltrate people's <laughs> heart palaces to change their heart yeah. to make them do good things. Yeah, it's a JRPG, Todd. But Isn't that, that Inception? That's what Inception is, right? They're, well, they're Similar. both based on Jungian psychology. It's just a JRPG okay. based on a Jungian psychology 101 because mm. persona is the idea of the Jungians, the ego, the super ego, the id. So uh, Jordan Peterson <laughs> would really like, <laughs> would really like these well, games. Well, right, you have to understand. I have to do <laughs> That's the not even a voice. <laughs> <laughs> that <ain't it. laughs> a little more, a little more Kermit Fuck the Frog. Up, I have up yours, there. liberals. Oh yeah, it's this. Oh, You'll yeah, never catch me. Voice. You'll oh, never catch stop me. Stop it. Stop it now. All right, let's the mute Andrew's, Let's mute Andrew mike and hear todd's uh <laughs> season two yeah so the reality here is that the many many problems of happy happy valley really does kind of set up a multi-part story as the ending of happy happyism doesn't tell the full story of what happens to the evil manny manny statue and our first season spends a lot of time just sowing seeds of mystery over where the evil manny manny statue ends up after the death of mr carpenter so in season two, we follow the firsthand account of a small child as he finds himself once again in the same room as the evil Manny Manny statue, but in a town known as Moonside. 
The only problem is that Moonside isn't a real place, and no one knows what became of the town that had once existed in its place. So find yourself transported in season two of the many, many problems of Happy Happy Valley, colon, four sides of the same evil. So that is a joke just <laughs> That's good. For That's good. That's really good. People. I like it. I like it a lot. And here, here's the thing. Ultimately, this is not nearly as enjoyable of the first season because, spoiler for Earthbound, it's all a dream sequence and it's not real, more or less, for Moonside. Also, this could lead to a third or fourth season, but <laughs> if we're being really honest, it's all firsthand accounts from the kids that were there and their stories are pretty unreliable because it sounds like psychedelic dreams and also nightmares and teleportation. And anyway, season two, it's, it's a dream <laughs> sequence, kind of, but not really. Okay. <laughs> Lots of listeners, not a lot of quality. <laughs> As one of the four people that that joke was for, I appreciate it. Four sides of the same evil is it was really, really good. Yeah. The town really is called Four Side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I got that. Yeah. I got that. It's the slippery UFO level in Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <There> right. <laughs> there uh, Thank you guys for both picking games in my game. It helps me feel included. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are very close to choosing what is going to be our, our flagship true crime podcast here on the Debate This Network. But to really like drive it home and sell it, we want to get this ball rolling as soon as possible. So right here, right now, while we've got the mics rolling, I need you guys to cut me the mysterious and murky ad for this season that we will run in every ad break we can possibly get our ad dollars into in the build-up to the premiere of the first episode of the season. We will hear those ads right after these ads. Did you guys grow up watching MTV? Like, I did. Yeah, I mean, uh, enough. A little I was bit. a little TRL bit more like a VH1 guy, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I also, I, I was like an after-school MTV guy as I mm. got, yeah, guy, as I got through, like, yeah. you know, elementary, junior high, high school. And I remember... They would show clips of like MTV Spring Break. Okay. And I specifically remember in 1996, they were showing MTV Spring Break and they had showed a performance that got rained out. So the full band couldn't be there. So they had to like have less of the band there. And so what we ended up with was Gavin Rossdale playing a shortened version of the song Glycerine. Yeah. And so what I'm talking about is a trimmed back book. And so I want to tell you today about how oh Manscaped's God. performance package 4.0 is here, everyone. And, and support for Debate This is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below the waist grooming. Is that the dumbest best lead in you've ever heard? It's pretty good. I processed Gavin Rosdale and I was like, uh -huh. Bush, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. Yeah. You said Gavin Rosdale and I was like, this is a Bush joke. And that's really funny because I never treat my Bush like a joke. I always <laughs> oh. use Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 <laughs> wow. when I'm trimming my giblets because the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000 LED spotlight, which we've talked about in previous episodes. It illuminates the gooch, and that's what's really important. I, as an adult, have hit the point where, like, I need to upgrade 
by underwear. It's been a couple years since I've purposely gone and bought pairs of underwear, and it's like, it's time. Do all of yours have holes in them like mine do, and my wife keeps telling me to throw them away, and then I secretly no. put them back in the laundry before <laughs> she sees. And when you sneak them back in, you go, hee, 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 yeah. and you sneak them back in. It's, I don't do it's that. It's just for daddy. <laughs> no. But what I will say is I have used the Manscaped boxers they've given us as the barometer of like, this is this is where the boxers have to be. They have to start here. This is this is the the minimum cost of attendance here because it's a good quality boxer. I was pretty surprised by that. If you're looking for a good pair of like you're going to do something athletic, you're actually going to like go outside mm-hmm. and do things and probably sweat. Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, they feel really comfortable. And most importantly, they secure. They secure and lift. Yeah. Lift, they and, lift, sh- and, separate. lift and shift. Lift and separate. <laughs> lift and shift. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Much like the 7 million people that were at Spring Break Rocks 1996, Mm -hmm. over 7 million men worldwide trust Manscaped. And I know that we are all of those 7 million men. We are Legion and we are Manscaped. And we smell good. My junk has smelled like sandalwood for the past three weeks. It's been great. It's delightful. Have we made a sticker for that yet? That specific sentence? My, my, my junk, junk smells, smells like, like sandalwood. sandalwood. Yeah. I feel like Manscaped should. That's a, <laughs> hey, Manscaped, yeah. you gave us some free shit for yeah, this ad, for but tat. you can have that one for free. Here's a freebie. Yeah. yeah. You guys know what else is free? Free shipping when you use the code debate this yeah. all one word in addition to 20% off at manscaped.com. Once more, without the joke, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DEBATETHIS. That's D-E-B-A-T-E-T-H-I-S. Unlock your confidence and as always, use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. TM. All right, we're back. Gentlemen, once again, we are just looking for your ad spot for the first season of your podcast so we can start uh, tantalizing viewers and getting them ready to listen to your thrilling stories in the build-up to the premiere. Matt, please lay your ad on us. All right, Kyle. So it starts with that, like, kind of quiet and mysterious wondery song that all of their ads start with, <laughs> like, boom, 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 you know the one. Yep. Anyway, voiceover. Can a social organization even be considered a club if its members are sworn to secrecy. Audio cue. They told me the first rule was that I don't talk about it, and the second rule was also that I don't talk about it. Back to voiceover. A group of work colleagues turned against each other and forced to fight in ritual combat. Another audio cue. I hadn't seen them since our trip to the racetrack this summer, and now they're on top of me, spiking me into the ground. Back to voiceover brother against brother, and lover against lover. All's fair in this bloody war. Audio cue. It's a me, your brother. (laughs) Back to voiceover. (laughs) You know the names of the fighters, but who is the shadowy figure pulling the strings? Audio cue. So, you're finally ready to tell your story? Back to voiceover. Super Fight Club Brothers. New episodes every third Thursday. Listen ad-free on the Wondery Plus app. Excellent. Good plug for the Wondery Plus app in there. Got got ahead of that. Good work. We've given Wondery so much free sponsorship. Right. Why isn't Wondery sponsoring us? This is yeah. horseshit. Um, 
Okay, so Kyle, admittedly, I think I did this a different way, but I'm just going to roll with it because, fuck it, I'm one-fourth of this podcast. I don't need to give a shit. Yep. So, uh, so Persona 4, in addition, as part of the, like, living a normal college or normal high school life and doing social links and all that other stuff that you do in the game, you can do a side quest called the uh, Aya Beef Bowl Challenge. And in order to complete the, the side quest, you need to have, like, really high social stats, which is things that you get from doing other quests or whatever. Sure, sure. So I think during the, if if I were to interpret this question incorrectly and say, what if I did an ad during the show instead of for the show? It would go something like advertising. So there is an actual, uh, there's an actual chain called Yoshinoya that is from Japan, but it's they have a bunch of spots in LA that is like a beef bowl, gyudon beef bowl place. And they'll they do stuff like this. So I think it would be a cool co-promote to advertise for Yoshinoya. Like so talk about uh during the show, you Narukami doing the beef bowl challenge or you know, uh, and then having an ad come on to be like <clears throat> it takes a level five in courage, understanding, knowledge, and diligence to complete the Yoshinoya beef beef bowl challenge. Do you have what it takes? And uh yeah, that'd be like a fun co-promote okay. with persona. With, yeah and and okay i like beef yeah. bowls so i'm i'm into I it too. yeah i i can't hear what you're saying andrew without thinking of yobagoya Yo yeah. yes, yes. yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what it's based off of i'm pretty sure no way i don't doubt it which which is which which came first i think yobagoya's might be taken off yoshinoya i mean as i imagine it it's, like an it. L- it's a chain in la I, everything's written in la i have to imagine that they're probably connected yeah, that doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. It's not a not a far stretch to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, Todd, give us your ad. Things were simpler in the year 1990X, but simple towns hide terrible secrets. Behind freshly painted blue shutters and walls, Happy Happy Valley hides a dark secret. A cult has a stranglehold on this town, but dig deeper to find a story of kidnapping, alien artifacts, brainwashing synchronized line dancing, and religious idolatry. Join us on this six-part limited series brought to you by Gizmondo and Wondry (laughs) titled The Manny Manny Problems of Happy Happy Valley to find the connection between quiet valley life, the color blue, and underground cult activity that can only be stopped by a small child with seemingly endless psychic powers. Because that's the story of Earthbound. Excellent. Fantastic work, guys. Well... I'm going to listen to these ads, look over the notes I kind of took while you were describing your podcasts to me, and I'm going to pick which one of these shows is going to be our flagship show on the Debate This True Crime Network. Before I go off and do that, though, just give me one last, just sum up your show in one sentence. Give us the the tagline, the elevator pitch, whatever you want to give us. Just give us the quick, snappy sell of your show. Matt. Yeah, you got it, Kyle. Too easy. Super Fight Club Brothers. A new challenger has entered the arena. Its name is Crime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty proud of that. I'm not going to lie. I think that came out pretty well. That was really good. That was was good. Um, Andrew. I mean, I've pretty much already said it, but to wrap up the story of Persona 4 and frankly, any Persona, it's fighting demons, mind demons with the power of friendship using the power of mind robots representing mind powers. 
also representing mind demons. Also high school kids. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and Todd. I've got to leave you with this, Kyle. Yo, listen up. Here's a story <laughs> about a little guy that deals with the blue cult. And all day and all night, an evil statue speaks to a man. So now everything is blue and evil like him inside and outside. Blue that house with a blue little market and a blue welcome sign. And everything is evil for him and himself <laughs> and everybody around because he only has an evil statue to listen to. You did a really good job of doing the weird enunciation off syllables. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to like immediately give it away that it's me talking no, about Eiffel 65. Gave it away. Nobody yeah. didn't know that it yeah. wasn't. <laughs> was it the yo listen up here's a story? Yeah, it was, was that exactly it? as soon uh, as you fair. started. A song yeah. also from 1990X. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was just the word listen because you said yo and I was like, well, it's blue or the Fresh Prince theme song. And then you said listen and it wasn't Fresh Prince. So, you know. The binary choice was in Matt's mind. <laughs> had to go either one or the a one or a zero. Okay, well, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look over these notes. I I kind of scrawled on a napkin here. Do some research of my own. See if any of these have been the topics of other popular media or anything. Um, so while I'm off figuring out which of these shows to pick, please give us your good vibes. Yeah, great job, guys. We really did hit the nail on the head as far as the three branches of true crime being white collar, straight up murder and cult activity. I will say, Todd, you hit the type of true crime. I like the best with cult activity. Boy, do I love to listen to people who got out of cults. It's right. It's, it's a, a personal favorite true crime genre of mine and Andrew and Todd both. I think that, if I had been more familiar with the games you were talking about today, a lot of your jokes would have hit me way harder. Cause I think that after you told me why your things were called the things they were called and, and, you know, wrote it out for me, I thought that it was all very good. I just don't really know much about earthbound or persona mm-hmm. to get the bit, but I think we all did a good true crime in, and I think someone else probably laughed at you more than I did today. That's fair. Matt, I love the idea of a Theranos-style doc <laughs> <laughs> that's with fucking Mario and Luigi. That's very funny. I would not have thought to go that direction, but I'm really that I'm really happy that you did. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to represent the I mean, in my mind, it's I guess it is a podcast. I was thinking more that's like a Netflix doc thing, but it's it's certainly like a podcast thing too, for sure. And Todd, yeah, the cults, the ha- the the happy happy cult was a great pick. Um, I too am a huge fan of cult docs. That's that's my my Achilles heel as well when it comes to this kind of content. So that and I love Earthbound, so that that was very much for me. Yeah, th- this was fun. It's not a true crime series, but. There is a series where one person did a documentary over every president of the United States, one episode for each president. It was like a deep dive into <laughs> that president. And that's kind of what you gave us, Matt, but different and, guess, and probably yeah. more enjoyable. We should get them to do flavor texts. <laughs> I mean, they did run out of episodes. Um, yeah. they, they they only had, there were only 46, yeah. uh, 46 topics of discussion. Well, there are only, I, by my count, it was 45 than the whole thing. 
you know. Mm. Anyway, so <laughs> Matt, I like the idea of having a personal episode for each individual fighter in a in a unraveling the thread of this fight club. Very, very good. Andrew, I want to like Persona more than I think I do. Um, every bit of it, I think, is enjoyable in the sense that that it's probably a very fine game. A lot of times when you talk about Persona, I just hear a high pitched squealing noise and then it turns into <laughs> yeah. Nana Sing Come And and the parts that I got today, I think I would like your story as a podcast, as a serial horror mm-hmm. mystery podcast, but I just it's that high pitched squealing of of the mascot. Once you said the mascot bit, I yeah. kinda it was tough. Yeah. You just kind of have to lean into it. I don't know why they did that. Numb your, numbing yourself how helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, thank you. I have made a decision what we are going to launch our our debate this true crime network with. But let's start with who did not make the cut. Uh, Matt, unfortunately, we will not be leading with what is it? What was the title of your show? I like I'm going to tell you after you told me you're not here. Okay. No, it's not great. <laughs> not I'm not you fired. Shit. You're fired. I quit. <laughs> we really like the concept. We really do think the organized crime, white collar aspect of it is attractive to a lot of listeners. Um, however, we aren't confident. We want to lead our network off with a meandering 90 episode podcast that doesn't reveal anything concrete about the crime until the very last episode perhaps we will pick you up for bonus content or once the network has its uh, feet under it a little bit more but for our flagship show unfortunately we are going to have to pass today this is not because a horse head appeared in my bedroom as i was deliberating over the this answer full disclosure legally he has to say legally that. <laughs> legally i have to say that that takes us andrew we will not be picking up the uh, Persona 4 mystery podcast, and that is because Yoshinoya um, reached out to us and put a cease and desist on the, ah, it's unfortunate. On the, the beef noodles ad that we wanted to yeah. run. Um, I'm sorry. So Todd, the Manny Manny secrets of Happy Happy Valley, Manny Close Manny enough, problems we're running with it. of Happy Happy Valley um, will be our flagship show on the Debate This True Crime Network. Get researching because we want to launch this in no tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Good. <laughs> that is going to do it for us today at Debate This. Thank you for listening. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. If you are interested in more Debate This content, we are unfortunately not actually launching a true crime network. <laughs> but consider checking out our YouTube channel at Debate This Cast. There you will find our entire episode backlog and also an archive of past streams. For example, the playthrough of Doki Doki Literature Club that we recently did that made Todd very upset that we present to you as a thank you to our listeners who left reviews on Spotify and other podcast apps. I think it made everyone pretty upset. Made, yeah, pretty upset yeah but, but Todd especially. Yeah, well, vibes are bad. The vibes were bad. bad. Um, you can also check us out at patreon.com slash debate this cast. Like I said earlier, get access to our discord, the show notes from each episode, extended good vibes for each debate this episode, as well as bonus shows and content. Also the opportunity to commission your own flavor texts where we do deep dive book reports on the topic of your choosing. 
Yeah, we've got 45 presidents, so hit us up. <laughs> 46. Well, well, 46, well, we stopped. Re- I think they stopped your... the show recording at 44 for reasons. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, until next time, I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Matt. If DBZ is true crime, then Patreon's just a spirit bomb. Cole. I'm Andrew. You'll never see it coming. You'll see that my mind, too fast for eyes. It's like, it's like you're done in. By, <laughs> by the time it's hit you, your last surprise. Henderson. <laughs> and I'm Todd. Someone willing to speak under the condition of anonymity is quoted saying, Pika Thomas. <laughs> And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. 